Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out the One Man Podcast. There's now over 200 episodes and dozens of bonus interviews, all of which are available at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and many more. And you know what? If you don't have any of those apps, no big deal, because you can listen anytime at onemanpodcast.com. So be sure to subscribe, because it's always free, and there's a new episode out every Wednesday. And while you're at it, leave a review. It's a great way to help the podcast, and it doesn't cost you a thing. Follow One Man Podcast on all the major socials, and you'll get bonus content and pictures, fun stuff for yourself. And finally, if you have something that you want read on the show, send it to contact at onemanpodcast.com because if you send it, I'll read it on an upcoming episode. Thanks so much for listening and I hope you enjoy. What's up everybody? This is DJ Demers. I'm K. Trevor Wilson. Hey, it's Krista Allen. Hi, this is Rick Mercer. What's up guys? This is Paul Verzi and you are listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! My name is Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 202 for Wednesday, March 24th, 2021. How's it going, onesies? How is everybody doing? The sun is shining here in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, the capital of the country, and uh, I've got my window open. Um, we may get a little bit of traffic. I live on a, you know, a, a, I live in a nice residential neighborhood, but it's right on the corner of one of the main arteries in the city, and so one side of the street is real nice and then the other side is loud and uh i also live like two blocks from a hospital so we might get uh you know the odd ambulance we might even get the helicopter there's a helicopter pad right across the street from the uh, the hospital and every now and again we'll get the the old chopper that'll fly overhead and land so we might get either of those things i think even if the window was closed and i was recording we would still get the chopper it's it's pretty loud but it's like i think i notice it like once every couple of weeks or something so it's and it's very rare um, but anyways, having said that, uh, we got the, we got the window open and the sunshine. I will tell you guys about my week. Uh, I watched a couple things. I did a few things, um, all over the place. I went to have a dinner at a friend's house with him and his wife. Um, I watched, uh, some new stuff here. I, I watched the, uh, thing everyone, or at least a lot of people are talking about the Zack Snyder, uh, justice league. I watched the vast majority of it. Uh, it is four hours and two minutes long, but I'm going to go ahead and say it's probably under, you know, it's under four because are you really reading the credits? I want to know who the 57th assistant key grip was. Um, but there's a couple things I saw that I started to watch and I'm like, ah, I got to get back to these. I didn't get them, but I'd love to get some feedback from you guys. Um, I also, uh, spent some time uh, doing some shopping. I got to check out the new Costco business center. Huh? Huh? Exciting for Moa. Maybe not you guys, but, uh, I like, we'll see. We'll see uh, how excited I get, you know, talking about it and, and maybe I'll get sorry, bored out of my mind. Uh, <laughs> um, I've been playing, uh, a old game, but it's new to me. Uh, Skyrim, and I'll tell you guys about that. And finally, yeah, I went for a walk this week, and I'm very proud of myself for that. It is pedestrian for some of you, but um, I have been uh, I've been struggling to 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 get the exercise in. And of course, the weather's been garbage too. So lately, it's been sunny, and it just it's hard to to look outside every single day, and uh, and see the sunshine. I also live across the street from the Central Experimental Farm, which if you don't live in Ottawa. You're like experimental farm. That sounds weird. Are they breeding cows with horses? Uh, maybe I've never seen any evidence of it, but you know, what kind of experiments are they doing? Even that I'm like, it's, I, I think it's mostly crops, but there's some buildings, you know what? I don't know what the fuck they're doing over there. And I've, I've lived near it for like almost 40 years. So, um, you know, uh, I could Google it, but I think that the charm of this podcast is me guessing things rather than looking up. I mean, anyone can Google something. All right. 
I'm I'm certainly much more fascinated uh, by where people's minds may go not knowing something. Now, there's a difference between being like, eh, maybe they do this, maybe they do that. That's fun. That's carefree. If you're the kind of person who doesn't know what they're talking about, and then you're like, this is what happens. The world is flat. There is no coronavirus. The government's just trying to keep you inside. Why? Why? They're paying for everything. That doesn't even make any sense. My point being is that it's okay to be like, I don't know what they do. Maybe they do this. Maybe they do that. I think that's lighthearted, carefree, and uh, doesn't hurt anybody. I think the idiots who don't know but but declare, those are the ones you got to watch out for. I'm just your average run-of-the-mill idiot, right? I'm the harmless ones. You know what I mean? Like those animals you see, ah, they're harmless, right? I'm like pigeons. I'm annoying. I'm, uh, <laughs> in fact, that's what my, my friends at, uh, when I, when I used to deliver pizzas at Domino's, they're like, Josh, you're like a pigeon. You're like big round in the waist and you have little legs. And I'm like, well, I'm going to go ahead and eat this pizza to muffle those feelings you just hurt. <laughs> Back in the day when I still had feelings I could eat. Now I've eaten them all. Um, all right. What the fuck was I talking about? Yeah. I went for a walk. <laughs> to about the farm. I'll tell you more about that later on. Hmm. I decided I'm going to make a vision board and I'll tell you about that, what that is. Um, yeah, I'll tell you about my dinner. My buddy says, I even got to play a game show that I've wanted to play for a long time. Uh, my buddy, Tim Riel comic, um, hosts code names live on the interweb. And, uh, I'll tell you guys about that. We got to do that. Um, all sorts of little things. So without further ado, what are we going to do first guys? We're going to bitch about movies. Huh? Is that what we're going to do? Why not? Let's start it off guys. Zack Snyder's four hour long justice league. Um, I started watching it. The opening scene takes like seven minutes and it's just like, it's not even all credits. All right. Let me put it this way. Let, let's give you a little bit of backstory of this. Okay. I saw, I was seeing this on IMDB a while back. I'm like, justice league's coming out release date on 20. I'm like, didn't that come out like a few years ago? Justice league, the one with Ben Affleck and Henry Cavill and Gal Gadot and Jason Momoa. And then two other people who were completely stupid in the movie. <laughs> um, I was like, okay, what is, what is this, this crap? You know, are they doing another one? And, and then I, I like, every time I would look at it, like we show the cast characters. I'm like, this movie already came out. Um, so apparently Zack Snyder, the director of, okay. So Zack Snyder directed 300, right? This is Sparta. He directed the Watchmen. Uh, which was very confusing. And according to everyone that I've ever spoken to that read the Watchmen graphic novel and then saw the movie, they were like, it's it's loosely based on the graphic novel. Like the graphic novel was incredible. This movie was an abortion. Um, apparently the movie was st like stopped or, or hit several production delays and took forever to get finished. And then the end result was pathetic. Um, so uh, by the way, 300, uh, which was Frank Miller, uh, did the graphic novel. Frank Miller's the artist. Frank Miller's also one of the artists who did um, Wolverine back in the day. So, you know, like the way Todd McFarlane drew Spider-Man and, and Venom and Spawn, right, went off to create Image Comics. Um, Frank Miller did, uh, I believe he did the artwork for 300, which is one of the reasons they wanted to do that. Also, Frank Miller was the guy who did the art for uh, Sin City, Right, that that sort of look Robert Rodriguez gave it was like homage to the, how the comics looked. Um, so, anyways, Vertigo is like a DC property. That's the brand of comics that I believe 300 came out with, and uh, and the Watchmen was for sure Vertigo comics. Anyways, so they've got an affiliation with DC. So DC is like, hey, let's do Man of Steel and let's get 
Zack Snyder to do it. Um, if you saw the Superman movie, Man of Steel, uh, it was basically a commercial for every one of the brands in it. It was like they tried to make Superman like a dark movie, like the way Christopher Nolan did Batman. And all you see is like these, these, you know, different fades of blue. It's like a denim, just denim colors, different shades of blue through the whole movie. And then all of a sudden you get a big bright green and, and red 7-Eleven sign or smash into a giant Carlsberg truck, which is big, bright colors from these logos out of nowhere. So the, because of the tone of the movie, um, when they did obvious product placement, product placement happens all the time. A lot of people are not very aware of it. Um, some are, but some are not like, in fact, you can actually see lots of times in movies where someone's holding something completely covering the logo. You know what I mean? Lots of times they'll serve coffees in like regular paper cups and shit where it's like, you know, if, you know, if you're seeing it and it says Starbucks on it, you know, Starbucks paid to have their shit in there. Um, you know, how much money did Twinkie, uh, our hostess pay, uh, what was it? Zombieland right? To have Twinkies be the thing that everybody loves, right? I was watching Better Call Saul, my mom. How much did Cinnabon pay to be the place of employment where Saul's, you know, doing his witness protection or whatever secret life? Like every time you see a product in a show, guys, um, they paid for it to be in there. You know what I mean? Or, or it's so necessary that, but it's, it's planned. It's never accidental. Okay. I mean, that Game of Thrones thing where they had a Starbucks cup on the table, that was accidental. Like, look at me, look at me backtracking. Like, what was he talking about originally? Zack Snyder's Justice League. I haven't forgotten. Um, so Zach's, yeah, basically it's just, you know, they're paying. Like I've, I've been on movie sets before and they'll put black tape over logos on your shirts. If your shirt's dark, or whatever, they'll try to find the same color of tape and cover like there. You don't get free product placement in anything unless they've, you know. Unless, unless you've paid for it or whatever it is. I even watched a documentary one time, but some guy who's like the dude in Hollywood for like product placements and products themselves. Like if you're filming a movie and you need a bunch of cars, like you go to this guy and then this guy negotiates with the different car companies, but like, who's going to be the one. So like in the matrix, when they had those like weird new Mercedes or whatever they were in the second matrix, matrix reloaded or whatever. Um, he's like, he's the dude who's like, yeah, I, I negotiated with this company, this company, this, they gave us the best deal. So we took that like, anyways. So I'm just saying Superman, Zack Snyder, uh, the movie was stupid. I don't, I don't remember anybody who was like, wow, it was so good. The Superman movie was stupid. It was a giant commercial for all the products that paid to be in it. And they were so obvious because of the color tones. Then they go, you know what? We're going to do Batman versus Superman. Let's get that Schneider guy again. It was probably just a little misstep with Superman, right? Let's get the Snyder guy. Batman versus Superman. One of the dumbest movies I've ever seen in my life. Um, if you saw it and liked it, mm, I think uh, I think it's safe to say that you probably wandered out of that theater and then right into whichever Fast and the Furious movie was playing uh, at the same time. So uh, I hope you had fun. I hope you made it home safe. Hope you wore your helmet when you, you when you rode your bicycle home. Um, don't want to hurt that noggin ears. Probably going to be a cure for cancer in it or something. Some sort of deep thinker you are for sure. Um, anyways. <laughs> um, that movie was absolutely stupid and justice league takes place, um, immediately after, after Batman versus Superman. So it's like, Oh, Batman and Superman are fighting. And then, then Batman says, or, or Superman says Martha and both of them uh, are no longer enemies and immediately best friends and, uh, all that fun stuff. Um, Superman dies. Um, sorry, but Batman versus Superman came out like what? Six years ago. If you haven't watched it yet, 
what the fuck are you waiting for? First off, it's going to be stupid anyways. Um, and considering the fact that all the promo for Justice League has shown that Superman is dead, well, I'm pretty sure you already know that. So Superman dies at the end of Batman versus Superman. Uh, super stupid movie. They brought uh, Doomsday, which was the guy who kills Superman in the comics. Uh, they bring him back as just some like troll. His CGI looks like the same trolls from the Hobbit movies. Uh, garbage. Anyway, Superman dies. Um, and they're like, okay, now we can do Justice League. Because we've been hinting at it. They basically started copying Marvel around this point where they're like, we need to do like post-credit scenes where it looks like, you know, we're going to do like Suicide Squad. Then we'll have like Ben Affleck show up at the end. So it's like, you know that like he's going to be there. You know what I mean? Like it's like they're they're doing like, oh my God, they're doing what Marvel did. And they're going to make like this like universe. And basic, oh, I was just, it was stupid. Suicide Squad was stupid. Um <laughs> They bring Zack Snyder back again, and all of the DC fans were like, Zack Snyder's going to do in one movie what took Marvel like eight years. Uh, didn't happen. Justice League was one of the most like thrown together last minute, like, oh, let's just put this guy in. We'll put this guy in and we'll give him no backstory, but we'll give this guy like kind of like a backstory. Like we'll have this little two minute montage in the middle of, of Batman versus Superman that shows that there's other like uniques or whatever the hell they called them um, in the world. And that, that was their, that was their lead in. That was their origin story. It's like, oh, they exist. So Wonder Woman also made a cameo in Batman versus Superman. They had her in it inexplicably. Then she got her own movie. We're kind of explained a little. Anyways, the whole point is that it's all over the place to the point where during, uh, during the original Justice League, which came out in 2017, uh, Zack Snyder, uh, I guess, uh, some somebody in Warner Brothers or whatever decided that they wanted to make the movie better because Zack Snyder's movies, uh, the the two previous DC ones were, were stupid. Um, so what did they do? They went and they got Joss Whedon, uh, the guy who wrote and directed the first two Avengers movies. Um, they got Joss Whedon to come and like write some scenes for it. And obviously Joss Whedon, he didn't come and write the movie. He didn't come and redirect the movie. He just came and added for them. So, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like, you know, if you've got a house that's falling apart, um, you can't just be like, well, we'll hire a contractor to come over and like rewire this one room. And like, maybe he'll put some new plumbing in this room and then the house will be better. It's like, no, sometimes you got to tear it down and start over, but not DC style. They go, nah, we really committed to the Zack Snyder guy. Like he's the man he's failed us several times, but he's the man, uh, man. I sound like an angry nerd. Anyways. Um, stupid, absolutely stupid, 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 um, four hours. So Anyways, Justice League comes out. It's just as stupid as Batman versus Superman and Superman or Man of Steel, I should say. Uh, just as stupid as those movies. Terribly done, thrown together, hacky, dumb. Like they tried to go dark, right? Because Christopher Nolan's Batman movies were very dark. Well, Batman is a dark series, the Dark Knight. You know, it was campy and everything way back when, but the series, like they found that they get more out of it. Tim Burton's Batman was darker. They're showing that the Dark Knight operates better in this dark setting. Well, Zack Snyder not having an original bone in his body. Uh, thought, oh, I'll, I'll I'll do the same thing with Superman. We'll make it like this dark. It didn't work. So it tries to make the whole universe dark, and it's all going to be dark. But it just didn't work. It was dumb. So they're like, well, Marvel has this like lighthearted, you know, they're they're good stories, but they also have this good comic relief. So they figure getting Joss Whedon to come in and put a few band aids on it will do it. Well, that was exactly the perfect excuse that Zack Snyder needed to go ahead and make another Justice League movie. Like, basically take the crappy movie that they already had. By the way, in Justice League, they fight a CGI ogre named Steppenwolf. Uh, Steppenwolf was his name. Um, you know, like that band? Yeah. Um, a space alien bad guy, DC, sitting around. And they're, and let's be honest. I mean, when you come to DC, you know, naming, naming characters in DC, man, like nobody, nobody names 
characters better than than DC, right? I mean, you got you got what the Green Lantern, right? And then they got the uh, uh, the Green Arrow, right? When you're like, oh, let's name, let's just take a color and name a thing. Let's do that color thing again. You want to do like like the orange? No, 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 green, green worked last time. Let's do green again. Green Arrow, Green Lantern. Let's do Aquaman. He's in the water. He's Aquaman. I mean, obviously Marvel's got some some stupid names too. Let's be honest, but like, I don't know. It, it's it, it, they're really dumb at naming things. So you know, what was the guy doing? Like, oh, I'm gonna make up this this space knight. Uh, you know, what should I call him? You know, in the background, you know, I like to dream. Right between someone turned down that Steppenwolf. Oh oh oh! I'll name this guy Steppenwolf. That's a good... God, DC is so stupid. So stupid. The fans are stupid. <laughs> Anyways. Batman's cool. I'll give it to Batman. Batman's cool. And it's a dumb name, Batman. But whatever. It, that was back in the Batman, Superman, Spider-Man, whatever days. All right? You get away with the dumb names. This guy was named after the band came out. How do you how do you go... It's a bad... What do you call him? Steppenwolf. I love that band. God, you're stupid. Anyways. <laughs> if you're still here with me, onesies. The point that I'm driving at... Before I even start to review this movie is... Movie was dumb. Uh, the the original one, two thousand seventeen. They got these flying mosquito monsters. Really bad, like like introductions of the characters or whatever. It was you could feel it forced together. You could feel that Warner Brothers wanted to be where Disney and Marvel were, and they didn't want to put in the work. Instead of scrapping, going, we got to start it over, and let's just start it over and do it right, and we'll be a little behind them, but we'll do it right. Nope, they're like, we're gonna keep going with what we got. We're gonna double down on this Zack Snyder guy. Um, and they put out a piece of shit movie, um, where, where what's, what's the movie? Uh, the bad guy named Steppenwolf from space, uh, is trying to get these three cosmic cubes, uh, the Tesseract years before, um, trying to get these three cosmic cubes that when you put them together, uh, will destroy the, uh, the, the, the world and allow you to take it over. Hmm. That's the backstory. Uh, space wants to take over, uh, the world, um, Brilliant, brilliant writing, brilliant writing. Gotta say. Um, and what is what does he used to do? Uh, armies of mosquito monsters uh, to do it. Yeah, faceless enemies. No, no character development. Anything like that. Just yeah, we're the bad guys. We gotta take over. Now we gotta, we gotta, we gotta unite. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta be the Justice League. Um, so just it was just dumb. It was just dumb. Um, and Zack Snyder, I guess since has been like, oh, the movie was bad because it wasn't my vision. My vision was something better. So <laughs> what do they do? They throw a bunch of money at him. And does he make a new movie? No. I think I heard $70 million is what they spent on this. $70 million to try to, to you know, give Zack Snyder his vision. So let's take a fourth gamble on this loser. Um if anyone knows Zack Snyder, please, uh, please, please tell him I said this. Um, but <laughs> they put it out on this guy. He puts, he does a bunch of like reshoots of certain scenes. So now it's like the Zack Snyder cut four hours long justice league. I'm going to move on from this considering we're almost 20 minutes into the podcast. Um, the opening scene is like seven minutes long. Um, it shows the like like the last moment of the previous movie, the Batman versus Superman, and it's like 
long drawn out pauses, long flyover shots, um, shit that is just filler. It doesn't drive the plot forward. It doesn't add anything. It doesn't add tone. It's just stretch, stretch, stretch. Someone told me that they, he must've thought he was going to get a series out of it and he would have like six, six episodes to do it in. And, and, you know, nope. So he's just stretching this out, um, scenes that were in the first one, you know, Aquaman's talking to Bruce Wayne and he jumps into the water. And then these Norwegian people just sing for three minutes. It adds nothing to the scene. They just sing for a while. Um, nothing, nothing happens. Nothing happens. Do you understand guys? Nothing, nothing happens. Um, and then, uh, later in the movie, uh, like, and this is good. Just like all scenes where it's just long flyovers, long approaches. There's this big, long scene where, where, uh, the women, the, the Amazons are defending their cube because they're one of the protectors of it. They're defending their cube. And it's this long scene that goes nowhere. And, 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 and there's action, but this scene was in the original one. And now it's them running and, and run and, and destroy the pillars. And they're trying to get out of this thing to, to seal it in and these long slow motion slides and slow motion swings of the hammer and knocking down pillars. And they're running out of this temple and this is supposed to seal these doors. And by the way, the women are, are sealing, like they can hit the pillar from either side. So when that these, when these stones fall down and block, they, they can, you know, not be locked in with it. Instead, they're knocking the pillars out and locking themselves in with these enemies. Um, made no sense. Um, a bunch of sacrifice stuff or nothing. And then the building falls off the cliff and all the bad guys get out and all the women are dead anyway. So this big long scene that's supposed to be heroic is, is, is stupid, has no point. It's just filler, 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 filler. Um, the movie, uh, you know, and then the same scene happens that would have happened before. There's a scene with Wonder Woman, um, where, uh, they have, uh, it just basically shows that Wonder Woman's really fast. My, my, my buddy Tim Real said last night when we were chatting about it. Uh, it's like, it just goes to show Wonder Woman's really fast and she can stop bolts because she's super fast. Um, and this scene was in the original where it shows these people holding people hostage inside of a museum or a bank or something like that. And you just, you know, the scene starts where you see the guys are walking around in the room. There's hostages. These guys have guns. Two seconds, you understand what's going on. Oh, I get it. These guys came in here. They're holding hostages. Um, in the Zack Snyder cut, um, you're watching five to seven minutes of a van pull up in front of the building and these guys get out and they're already wearing security guard uniforms. So they stand in front of the doors and they replace the security guards that are already there. And then they run inside and they kill some security guards and run upstairs and do this and that and try to try to get in the room and that all this shit that does nothing. The whole point of the scene is to show that Wonder Woman is, is around doing things and, and she's really fast. Uh, but you're watching the seven, eight minutes. There's several scenes, uh, with flash where he's, there's, you know, he's doing something super fast and it's like a music, but everybody in this movie has a music video where it's like a five minute long song that plays. And in slow motion, you see the hero doing something, you know, walking, moving, looking this, this girl that the flash saves, uh, she never plays a part in the movie again, but there's a five minute music video where he's looking at her and you can tell he thinks she's pretty and all that does nothing for the story. So much like this podcast right now, it's just telling you a bunch of shit that does nothing for you or for the story or for the content. So if you found this last 10 minutes of me ranting about this stupid movie, uh, useless, I just saved you four hours of your life. 
you're welcome. Uh, and if you haven't seen the first Justice League, I just saved you another three. So, um, awful, awful. There's people, guys, raving about it. It came out on HBO Max, so it didn't come out in theaters or anything. It came out on HBO Max. Um, they didn't fix the movie. They added all sorts of new characters. So now there's fight scenes where you'll just see like a Green Lantern fly in for no reason. Not the Green Lantern, just a Green Lantern uh, come in for no reason. Um, you'll see characters like Ares and things like that that were in DC or, or, or stuff like that. Um, just just in a fight scene, just, just so they can pretend it was more like Infinity War where they had more of the characters. Um, you'll see Martian Manhunter show up for no reason. You'll see... Uh, dream sequences where they put the Joker from Justice League in or whatever the hell it's called, Suicide Squad, because they all got great names to remember, by the way. We're the Justice League. Um, so, yeah, um, it's it's really... Uh, I, I haven't even... Fi- I, guys, I haven't even finished it yet, and I hate it this much. I wanted to have it finished so I could give it a top-to-bottom review, but uh, they just they put in characters. Uh, there was no Shazam in it because uh, his movie was still a-coming. Um you know, they had to do the origin story for yet another orphan who has all the powers to fly, super strong, stop bullets, you know, all, all that same stuff that's so different from character to character in DC. Um, super fast, all that stuff too. Um, okay, done, 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 done. Garbage, garbage, save your time, save your time, save your life. Uh, I don't even care if you shut off the rest of this podcast. That was the longest, most thing. I just, I couldn't believe if the noise on the internet about, oh, they've done it, it's great now. I just think it's pathetic that that they've taken the same movie and just added a bunch of stuff to it, you know, and like now it's good. It's not. It's not good. It's longer. I, I think I said the other day it's like a prison rape. It's just a longer prison rape. The first one was a prison rape. This is a longer prison rape. Um, a, a series that I really liked when I was young, The Stand. Um, wasn't great. In fact, I heard the book wasn't great. It was one of Stephen King's longest books, The Stand, over a thousand pages. That's how I used to judge him when I was a kid. I'd pick one up and go, over a thousand pages? I'll never get this read. So, uh, The Stand, I remember I started it. I got a lit, like very little, probably under a hundred pages in. And then, uh, and then I saw the miniseries. The original miniseries I liked, it had, uh... It had Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe played the deaf guy, and I'm or the guy who is deaf uh, to be uh, socially conscious, progressive, uh, PC, um, politically correct. That's what I'm looking for. Um, Rob Lowe was in it. Uh, the guy from Coach, M O O N. That spells uh, the simple guy. Him and Rob Lowe's character can't remember their name. That had Gary Sinise coming off of the uh, Forrest Gump uh, fame, I believe. Um, a few other people, no, nobody comes to mind at the moment, but I'm sure I'd recognize them. Anyways, it was stars of the mid nineties. So, um, the stand was interesting about a disease that takes, uh, you know, kills of the vast majority of the population. Um, some people are immune to it. They're the survivors. They're the world they live in. No zombies, but there is a character who is prominent in some Stephen King stories called, uh, the dark man or Randall flag. Um, who's in it. And I guess he's sort of helping divide humanity. So he's taken his people and I don't remember his, I really don't remember what his goal was, but, uh, but Amazon prime has made a mini series now, which stars, uh, James Marsden, uh, Whoopi Goldberg. Um, I'm trying to think of who else I saw was in it. Bill scars or sorry, Alexander Skarsgård. See how easy it is to mess it up. Um, apparently if you want to be a villain in a, in a Stephen King story, you have to be a part of the Skarsgård family, right? Bill Skarsgård was Pennywise from it. And Alexander Skarsgård is playing the dark man, 
Um, at least that's what it looked like in the trailer. I, I watched maybe 20 minutes of it and then I, I had to get some other shit done. I'm like, I can't watch an entire series right now, but, um, the stand was one of my favorite Stephen King stories only because I like the idea, but in, in classic, you know, back then Stephen King style, I, I hope they don't go this way with it, which I'm pretty sure that they won't. Um, the, uh, the dark man gets all these people together and they're about to sacrifice a couple of the characters and they have a, a nuclear warhead that they're going to just detonate on the spot and kill, kill a bunch of people. And the hand of God, that's what happens in the series. The hand of God reaches down, grabs the nuke and like blows it up. And you're like, what? It was the same as like needful things, which was one of my favorite Stephen King stories. It was so well crafted and the intricacies and everything. And then, uh, the bad guy turns into a demon and flies off in a flaming chariot. Like, like, we're talking like one paragraph, like they, they're going to confront them and just, and then flies off into the night. And you're like, wow, did you ever have to make the fucking 7am deadline? Um, so they're it, the story of it actually ended kind of cool. It wasn't great, but it was kind of cool. Um, uh, the book I'm referring to. And then of course what they did in the movie uh, the first movie was like, wow, good, true to the story. Well done. Lots of little homages to the book. And then the second movie, they took so many creative liberties and wow, the way they beat Pennywise in the movie, not even close to what they did in the book, how pathetic it was. Oh God, stupid. All right. Um, so the stand, if anyone's watched it so far, it's getting a lot of attention. This is why I'm finding these. The stand is getting a ton of attention from, uh, like primes promotions, uh, uh, what do you call it? HBO and, and you know, all the nerds are, are, Oh my God, Zack Snyder's justice league. Go ahead and watch it. Correct me if I'm wrong. You tell me what value the Scandinavians singing for three minutes when, when Aquaman leaves, he's not in the scene while they're singing. You're just watching these girls standing on a shore singing adds nothing to the movie. Um, maybe, maybe for 10 seconds, you see them singing. You're like, Oh, they're sad. He's leaving. You know, they're, they're singing his priest. He's important to them. Cut next scene. Nope. Three minutes of singing, no idea what it means. No, it adds nothing to the fucking movie at all. Um, so yeah, and then one more movie I want to check out, uh, which is Apple TV, uh, is Cherry with Tom Holland. Um, Tom Holland's in everything now, so uh, I'm looking forward to uh, to that movie. Uh, some people said it's not that great, but I'm going to check it out uh, regardless because you know. Just like me, if I tell you something sucks and you want to watch it, you're going to watch it anyways. Uh, I'm going to check out Cherry and I'll let you guys know next week what that was about. I did watch Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That one came out, new series. Um, it's not like WandaVision in the sense that it's like 20 minutes episodes. Apparently these are going to be six episodes and they're about 45 to 55 minutes long each. The first one was interesting. You're, you're sort of seeing what it's like for Falcon and the Winter Soldier, you know, after Endgame, just trying to be people, right? They're not superheroes or anything like that. They're just trying to do their thing. Um... And it's only one episode out thus far. Uh, I found it interesting. And then the first episode ends with a, who the hell's that guy? Um, which if you Google it, you can find out. I won't spoil it for you. Enjoy the show. And uh, that's that there. Um, I went for, let's see here. Let's, let's, let's uh, change gears here. We're at the 30 minute mark. I can tell you guys the rest of the stuff. Just uh, Josh bitches about movies for the first half. Um, I went with my mom to uh, 
you know, just do some grocery shopping. But I, uh, we went to the new Costco business center. I've never been to a Costco business center before. So, um, a location moved and I thought they were gonna like make the, the old building. They said, Hey, we're hanging on to the building. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna use it for a business center. I thought they meant like an admin or they would, you know, do paperwork or whatever it is Costco does in their offices. I thought it was gonna be like another office building for Costco because their head office is in Ottawa already, uh, for Canada anyways. And, um, I was like, Oh, they're just gonna make another one. Cool. Good for them bigger, you know, making use of the space rather than just getting rid of it. Um, but apparently the business center is like, if you know, it's more designed for, I think what, what Costco's and price clubs and all those things used to be, which was, you know, they were designed for businesses come there and buy bulk stuff, cases of stuff. So, you know, whenever someone who doesn't shop at Costco makes a joke about Costco, like, Oh, I need a, I need a case of, you know, I I'd go to Costco, but I don't need a whole case of mayonnaise. It's not how they sell it at Costco. You're clearly not a Costco shopper. You can still buy a jar of mayonnaise. It's just bigger. Um, so the idea that, that, you know, <laughs> I don't shop at Costco. So I, I don't need a case. Shut up. You don't shop at Costco. It's obvious. Okay. Um, however, the business center, a little more like that. The, the person who thinks Costco is selling cases of everything, um, you can get the individual stuff there too, but it's obvious. Like, so when you go there, Costco's selling a lot more of like bulk cups, bulk, uh, glasses, plates, uh, the business side, there's like, you know, bulk clipboards and like, I mean, it's really, it was fascinating because you're going there and you can buy uh, larger quantities. And then some of the things there you can, like you, you can only get at this Costco. So like you could go there and buy the stuff you would need for kitchens, uh, tongs and, and bulk silverware, glassware plates, um, all the different kinds of like mixing bowls and, 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 you know, tossing bowls, you're going to toss wings in a sauce, like all that type of stuff in like the, the, the kitchen section, knives, um, therm, you know, meat thermometers. Like it was interesting. So if you're like, if you're doing a business, like the, they did have appliances, but they were all like industrial appliances, like big kitchen fridges and things like that. Um, so it was cool to take a look and see the different kind of stuff that they had at this business center. Um, there's also a, uh, I'm trying to think, um, what else did they have? They had, uh, meats. There was a lot more meats available, um, and in larger quantities. So, you know, you'd buy a case of, of certain things. Um, I remember they had a lot of takeout containers, um, a lot of different styles. So like the kind you get at a Chinese restaurant where it's styrofoam with those styrofoam lids, they had that stuff, the folding, you know, cardboard boxes that you're seeing at a lot of like takeout poutine places and fry places and stuff like that. They had a lot of those type of things. Um, so just, it was fascinating. Uh, if, if you have a Costco business center in your, uh, area and you're like, oh, I've, I don't want to have a business. So I don't need to try to, there's still some really cool stuff there. Um, I picked up a few things, uh, I'm trying to remember what they were. Um, lots, lots more options in the cases of drinks. Um, right. So if you're buying big, you know, two, four cases of drinks, like they had several different kinds of Arizona iced tea and fruit punches and things like that. I don't know. It was, it was interesting. I, I, this is not certainly not one I would go to all the time, but, um, you know, if I needed silverware or something like that, um, you know, or if I was having a barbecue and, you know, the, it was interesting. I like just in terms of what I get, like the, the dairy, it, the dairy case, their fridge was like a third the size of the store. So the whole idea is you go in there, all oh, there's so many different kinds of cheeses and bulk cheeses, giant bags of shredded cheese. So really it is more if you have a business, but I'm just saying, if you ever happen to be doing like a, a barbecue or a large meal or, you know, fundraiser charity event, potluck, um, and you have a Costco business center, 
definitely, I mean, obviously Costco in general, you would do that, but just you save even more going with like this business size quantity. So if you know, you're going to go through a lot of stuff, take a, take a peek. I don't know. I found it interesting. Uh, my dad reached out and said he wanted to go check it out. Uh, and I was like, yeah, um, I'll definitely go back. Um, but it's big. So we did, I went to that one with my mom. We looked through the whole thing. This was like a, like our first time at this. So it was like an up and down every aisle. By the time we got to the end of it, it was like, we're tired, but we needed to get, it doesn't have everything that a regular Costco has either. Like it is kind of business, you know, oriented, whatever. So we ended up going to the, uh, the other Costco, the one that basically that one moved to, uh, in the nearby area and just picked up a regular ship. But, uh, it was safe to say that we were fucking bushed afterwards. Um, one thing I did get, and I'm fucking jazzed about it is they had, uh, for like three bucks, they had this six pack of like squeeze bottles for condiments. And I do a reasonable amount of cooking and I'll be honest with you guys. I love making breakfast sandwiches and something that's wicked annoying. I don't know what it is about like even squeeze ketchup bottles, right? Like the standard ketchup bottle that you buy that's plastic, that's designed to be, you know, be sticking on his head. I don't know what it is, but how like you, when you open the lid, it's upside down, you open the lid, immediately ketchup comes pouring out of it as soon as you open the lid. Very annoying. Um, makes a mess sometimes. And then the other times you can't get it to come out to save your life. And it's, it's in the same position every time. So anyways, just you open the lid, ketchup goes pouring all over the place. Um, so you either get giant globs of it over your food, right? Or you risk opening it up and just, eh, whatever, whatever. It's not a big deal. It's not a big deal. Anyways, but I'm just like, oh, and same thing with mustard, right? How many times you open the mustard lid and what do you get? A bunch of vinegar sprays out. You get a bunch of vinegar jizz all over your food first, wet, greasy. So I bought these squeeze bottles. Same thing with mayonnaise. I got these giant Costco things, uh, Hellman's, right? Stick in a squeeze bottle, boom. So when I make my breakfast sandwich, just a little squirt of mayo, a little squirt of ketchup, kaboom, I'm good to go. Um, same with hot sauce. Anyways, I bought these six things and I got one ketchup, mayo, mustard in my fridge. I got my barbecue one. I got my, uh, hot sauce one. And then I had this like, um, I had this like squeeze bottle of like, uh, lime jalapeno aioli. The only problem with this is that there's little, little, little bits of like pepper in it and they do clog up the, uh, the nozzle of the squeeze bottle. So I guess I'm gonna have to come up with an alternative for that. But I'm telling you when you're cooking to be able to just grab bottle squeeze little, you know, I'm thinking about putting the, the one that's got the, um, what do you call it? Um, come on brain. The one that's got the, the garlic aioli, whatever jalapeno aioli lime, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Mayonnaise. The one that I can't squeeze out. I'm thinking about putting like a uh, oil in it. So when I'm cooking, just a little squirt in the pan, not that it's a big friggin' deal, but you can, you just basically it's better control. Same with the barbecue sauce. When I'm making like a pizza, I, I don't know if you guys get barbecue sauce when you when you order a pizza, you can put barbecue on top. But a lot of places will glob it on. Take my little bottle, squeeze nice thin little line that you can control. Oh, tell you, man, chef's got it. You go, you look at a chef's kitchen, right? I mean, obviously they're cooking way more, so it's way faster. You're not opening and closing shit all the time. But even then, when they just go to, to go to cook, they just pick up the spray bottle, squirt the oil in the pan. Little tss, there you go, perfect cover, everything nice and easy. Ah. Three bucks and I'm fucking jazzed. Even if you think I'm an idiot, I don't even care. I, it makes me happy, right? Without having to, to get a knife for my mayonnaise every time. Um, I also bought, when I went to the regular Costco, I bought uh, jam. Jam. How much jam you got, man? I bought jam for the first time in a long time. Because um, I, I, I had a hankering to make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Um, I haven't made them in a long time. And it wasn't until this morning when I'm opening up the, the jar of jam going, wait a second, peanut butter and jam. It's supposed to be peanut butter and jelly. And some people are like, nah, jelly's got to be jelly, but jelly is really just a shitload of pectin and sugar, isn't it? You know what I mean? Like you're getting the same idea. So right before I recorded this podcast, I was going to get up and make my regular, you know, um, 
eggs and bagel breakfast sandwiches. And, uh, and I'm like, nah, I'm going, uh, I'm going PB and J, J standing for jam. Uh, I got a nice strawberry jam from Costco. It's, uh, it's delicious. And my, my craft crunchy peanut butter. I got the stuff with the little crunchy peanuts in it there. Um, and, uh, and I, I did that up on a nice sourdough rye loaf, whatever. And, uh, bomb diggity toasted it too. toasted. I don't know. I don't like the soft bread stuff. Um, I kind of, I kind of prefer the crunch of toast, especially if you're eating something like rye. I don't like eating rye without it being toasted. I like the crunchiness of it. So that's what I did guys. And, um, somebody tell me, is that like, like I, I was going to say, if I could fit my jam, the jam's too thick. It wouldn't work. But if I could put the jam in that squeeze bottle and the chunky, crunchy peanut butter, oh, I'd have two freaking squeeze bottles, bang, bang, hitting everything like a gunslinger. Squap, 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 slam it together, fire it down the old, um, feed hole. All right. The old uh, stomach trough, um, the old garbage chute. <laughs> I don't know guys. I haven't, I, I, I not a big peanut butter guy. Never really have been. Um, it's easy, right? You know, and every now and again, you'll have a piece of peanut butter toast. You're like, oh, that's delicious. Why do, why don't I do this more often? But, uh, but yeah, I just, uh, it's something I, you know, I think I've had enough people in my life come talk to me with peanut butter on their breath. And there's just something about peanut butter breath that's gross. And I don't know. Um, don't hate, I don't hate peanut butter at all. I just, uh, just don't really have it that often. I even tried switching to almond butter and, uh, it is a bitch. If you're not using it like every day, you have to constantly stir it in the, the jar. In fact, I even store my, uh, my almond butter upside down. I screw the lid on and turn it upside down so that all the oil goes to the bottom so that when I flip it over to use it, but you still have to, Oh God, I'm trying to think about maybe putting it in my Vitamix and, and, and trying to loosen it all up, soften it all up again. But I'd have to use it like every single day to make rid of it. I just, almond butter doesn't do it for me. I guess I'd have to be going through it a lot more. Better for you is my understanding. It's expensive too. So, I mean, why not use it? But I don't know. Some of this stuff, it's like, I, I need a family guys. <laughs> I need a bunch of adopted orphan children that I can just feed peanut butter and jelly sandwiches to almond butter. I'll be like, here you go. Uh, a makeup offensive name that cause you know, cancelable offensive name. And then, uh, don't give that to other cancelable offensive name. Cause he's allergic to, to peanuts. So it'll kill him. Don't give him that. Anyways. Uh, yeah, that's my adventures through Costco. Wasn't that compelling? Huh? Shut up computer. Oh, it's nothing important. Okay. So, uh, can I just skip Skyrim altogether? Why don't we just do that? You guys don't need to hear me talk about a video game. I'll be playing it for a while though. I'll tell you that Skyrim is a game. It's made by Bethesda, big company. It's one of these games that just, it's super open world. The game gives you a thousand quests and it, you can put that, you, you can't just play that game for an hour. Like, I'll be honest with you. It is. What time is it? It's 2.38 currently on Tuesday, right? I always record the day before, uh, almost always. And, um, and I'm going to try to get this podcast done by the top of the hour. I'd like to be done talking by three o'clock as I'm sure you guys would be too, 20 minutes from now. And, um, I, uh, <laughs> I'm like, I could play that for a few hours before, uh, the show tonight. And I'll, I'll, I'll totally lose track of time. Like it's, it's just, so everything takes a long time in that game and it, and it pulls you in so many different directions, but I'll tell you about it another time. All right. Skyrim's what I'm playing. Uh, and I will be playing again as soon as I'm done this. Um, I went for a walk at the experimental farm 
where they turn horses into cows or whatever it is they do. And uh, it was a beautiful day. I, I wanted to go out and walk. It's been nice for a couple of, you know, a few days now. And I'm like, I just want to get up for a walk. And it's hard, man. I'm, 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 I think I'm the most I've weighed in a very long time. Um, I don't think I'm eating more than usual, but I'm, I'm spending a lot of time inside like those few weeks leading up to the 200th. Uh, speaking of which still getting love. Some people are behind a little bit, so they're just listening to the 200th now. Um, but the people are still sending messages saying they love it. They're they enjoy it. Great, great time. Glad I'm still doing it. Hey, thanks for listening. Thanks for the love. I'm glad you guys enjoy this. What it's full for. But anyways, leading up to the 200th, there was a lot of sitting, editing time inside. Um, and you know, sometimes it's not even about the calories, you're not losing weight or, or even slightly go over your daily calories, right? It's a math game. Right. It's absolute math. Sorry. Trying to throw something out. Uh, it's absolute math. You know, if you're, if you got more coming in, then you got going out, you got to store it. Right. Where do we put the surplus? It's like a, my body's like a Costco of calories. All right. So, uh, you know, it's a warehouse and we're storing it. We got to, we got to put out more than we're taking in. All right. So, um, I just, I've been seeing the weather. I know the weather's getting nicer. Uh, some, some of my pants aren't fitting anymore. Um, so it's like, okay, all right, let's, let's kiboshes. I'm not going to go out and buy new clothes. We're going to get ourselves back in track. And, and there's only so long that this lockdown shit's going to, going to happen, right? Like things are going to need to start opening up again. And, um, right now it sucks. It sucks that things aren't open and, uh, you know, and eventually the, uh, the gravy train's going to run out and am I going to be in such bad shape and, and not used to working after a year that, you know, and also when everything opens up again, there's going to be a lot of comics trying to get all those spots. There's only so many comedy clubs. Some of them went under, right? There's only so many comedy clubs, so many stages, and everyone's going to be, you know, trying to get them. Everyone at once. One big friggin', you know, when you squeeze in that bottle and that chunk that's blocking the thing comes out and everything else comes with it. Blah, 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 blah. That's, that's going to be all the comics trying to get the spots and there is not enough, right? And as far as the government's concerned at that point, hey, we're all back to work. Hey, your, your industry's open. So what are we, what are we paying your way for? Well, yeah, it's open, but fuck, we kind of had this revolving system that all stopped at once and now everybody wants in, right? So anyways, I'm just, I'm a little concerned about that. We've got only another few months before, you know, we find out either they've extended it or what. So hoping everyone, you know, is safe. Everyone's doing okay. All that fun stuff. But I gotta, I gotta make sure I get myself back into some sort of shape that I can work. Even if I have to go get a <sighs> terrible job, um, you know, I'll, I'll do it anyway. So I just, I saw the weather. I'm like, I want to get back outside. It's so nice. And I, you know, had that conversation with myself. I'm like, yeah, you could do it later. I just have fun. Play your Skyrim. But no, I didn't. I forced myself, got up, got dressed, went out for a nice long walk, had a, had a good time, went for an hour long walk, proud of myself, saw so many beautiful people outside running. Everyone was, a lot of people were in shorts and, and, and like long sleeve t-shirts, you know what I mean? But, ah, beautiful men, beautiful women, everyone looking good. And I'm like, God damn it. You know, I'm, I'm 38. I'm like, I really don't want to make it to 40 and be out of shape, you know? So I'm like, all right. So I basically, that's where this vision board idea came into place. I've got these, I had a subscription. You want to know how much I care about my health? Uh, <laughs> I bought this uh, subscription to men's health in 2013. Cause I'm like, oh, I'll just get little tips out of this. Start working out. That was seven or eight years ago. I think it was at the end of the year. So about seven years ago. And, uh, I haven't even read these magazines guys. I think I'm like 15 pages into one of them, but anyways, I got the idea to, first off, I want them out of here. I got a stack of magazines that have moved with me. So I want to just get them read, get them out. And I thought, you know what? 
there's a, a lot to be said for uh, these things called vision boards. And uh, I, I think I first heard about them on Maria Bamford's stand-up. She had this great bit where she was like, um, she made a vision board, right? The idea with a vision board is you put all these things on it. Like it's like a big collage and you make it uh, of all things that you want. So like, for example, I would probably, in this men's health, I'd probably cut out the dudes that are in shape. If they got any hot chicks on it, I'd probably put that on there. Um, the idea is that it's just like things that you want to have happen in your life, you you put on that. It was Maria Bamford's bit. She was talking about how she made this vision board, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, uh, you know, she put a, she didn't have a microwave. So she put a picture of a microwave on it and her sister saw it and was like, you want a microwave? That's fucking pathetic. I'll buy you a fucking microwave. She's like, boom, manifested. Like that's the whole idea is you're looking at this thing of things that you want in your life. And the more you look at it, the more, the more it just kind of subconsciously just, it just, it just basically is like a goal board. You're just looking at things that you want and the natural joke before you think you're clever, uh, just saying, yes, a bunch of dudes are in shape. You want to fuck a bunch of guys? No, but you know, it sounds that's still exercise. <laughs> no, um, all I'm saying is, yeah, it's about being in shape. And I think it's like more, I'm going to cut out pictures of workouts, whatever. So I actually, when I was done my walk, I'm like, I want to do this thing. I haven't done anything. Like I used to love making collages when I was younger. So I'm going to do this collage. I bought two, uh, went to the dollar store there and I got uh, a couple of black, uh, Bristol boards. I think they're called. And I'm going to, I'm going to burn through these magazines and I'm going to use them to cut up, make these fucking vision boards. And I'll tell you what, if you guys ask me, contact the one man podcast.com when I'm done, I'll post on the socials, but I get no requests. I, I make no post. I'm not going to just throw it out there and have the comics who follow me burn me needlessly. So I want to know that the onesies are interested. So, uh, I haven't, I haven't got a single picture for it yet, but I think I'm going to use these men's health magazines. And if I have anything else kicking around that I've been hanging on to that I want manifested, I'll put it on this vision board. I've never made one of these, but I've, I've heard lots of talk about them. So fuck it. One, why not give it a shot, right guys? Try something different. Whatever helps motivate. I, I did that walk, I believe on Friday, Friday or Saturday. And I haven't gone again since it's now Tuesday. So like I, you know, uh, it's all psychological, man. It's all psychological. I've talked about it before, but I'm like, Oh, I just, I would love to get in shape, have some positivity, just feel better on a day to day. But I'll tell you those brain chemicals, man, you could sit there and be like, man, I can go outside for a long walk and get all sweaty and you know, this and that. Or if I eat this thing, my brain will release those happiness chemicals and I'll feel good now. But like a friend of mine said a long time ago, a goal is giving up what you want now for what you want later. So we'll see how that works. Couple of PB and J's little ones this morning. Let's see what we can do. Okay. Went to my buddy Mark's house, Mark, uh, good onesie. Appreciate him being a, a listener. Um, he invited me over for dinner and some whiskey and, uh, and we did just that. We went over to his place. He made this really, uh, first off, I busted Mark's balls a long time ago for making salt potatoes. And he, for some reason, he's the only one who keeps bringing it up, but, uh, I've always had great meals at Mark's house. One time he made something gross and, uh, you know what? We're all, we're all allowed little stutter steps, but, um, yeah, Mark made this really cool. Like it was like, a like chicken Alfredo lasagna. So instead of like ground beef and, um, what do you call it? Uh, uh, marinara sauce or, or, or Bolognese sauce. It was like Alfredo sauce and like shredded chicken. It was delicious. And it was all like rolled in a, like in, in the lasagna noodles or whatever. Oh my God. Was it ever good? And then he made, uh, Brussels sprouts and bacon. Super delicious. Like this nice lemon on it too. Uh, oh no, it wasn't bacon. I apologize. It was like a, like a chorizo sausage or whatever. So that was delicious. And then, uh, you know, 
carrots and, and cauliflower. It was a great meal. I had a great friggin' meal. And they even made fresh bread. They made fresh bread. Holy shit, was that fresh bread good. Um, amazing. Amazing. What a great meal. Uh, so Mark and I got to shoot the shit, have, uh, have a couple whiskeys, uh, catch up. And then, um, then Mark, myself and his lovely wife, Jen, uh, we played just a couple little simple board games, uh, King Domino and, uh, Arboretum. Something, just a couple simple little games. And, uh, and that was it. Bob's your uncle. I had a great time hanging out with my buddy. Um, shot the shit. I'm trying to remember what I was, I was breaking his balls for something. Oh yeah. He said that uh, he wanted a, a stove in the wall. And I was like, well, where was all that heat supposed to go? And he's like, no, it sticks out, but he was put a countertop. Anyways, the idea that like you, you would, you would have no, uh, like cooktop, right. You'd have the oven and then on top, you just have your counter. Right. And then what he would want was like a bunch of induction plates that you would plug into the wall. Here's the problem with your, your, um, your plan, Mark is just electrically speaking, you need like a 40 amp breaker for a stove. I think it's predominantly for the actual oven part predominantly. So I don't know if you needed four induction plates, uh, going at the same time, uh, a regular wall outlet, I don't believe would be able to sustain it. You'd have to, you'd be fucked. You'd have to run extension cords from other rooms to get everything you needed. So that's the big flaw with your plan. And I don't know why I didn't think of it the other night, probably because I was drinking. Um, but yeah, it was, we had a good time. It was a, it was a good, good night. I got to see his boys. It's been a while since I've seen his, his young fellas. They joined us for dinner. So, uh, great time. Uh, great time. That was the same day as the Costco jaunt, man. I'll tell you walking through two Costco's, I was bushed afterwards. So I'm like a six, seven o'clock at his house. We're having dinner. I'm not constantly. I'm yawning. It wasn't like I was doing a podcast or anything, but, <laughs> but it was, uh, it was a, a, a night. Let me tell you, um, quick little note. Oh no, I'll tell you guys that afterwards. All right. One more thing, uh, wrap it up. I'm trying to keep these things to an hour because lately they've all been like two hours, three hours, three and a half hours long. Um, I got to play a game called Codenames Live. It was a, it's a, a board game that was created by a company called CGE and, uh, my friend Tim Riel, a great comic, good dude. Um, Tim is the host of that. So he has it on a Twitch channel online. So twitch.tv slash Tim underscore real R I E L. Um, uh, Tim does two of these a week. He does one on Monday, one on Thursdays. And the idea with the game is, uh, you can, you know, it's, it's basically a word game. There's 25 words and there's two teams, one and, and each team comprises of at least two people, obviously, or those wouldn't be a team, but, um, one person is trying to give a clue. The other person is trying to guess which words that are like, which of those 25 words are pertaining to that clue. And the idea is you, your team has a certain amount of words. The other team has a certain amount of words and none of them are the same. So the idea is that when you're giving a clue, that other person doesn't know which words you're trying to relate to that clue is to relate them. So sometimes the clue you give might actually point your other, your partner to one of the other team's words. So the whole idea of the game is you got to come up with a good, a one word clue to, to lead somebody to the words that are on your team. First person to uncover all of their words, um, wins. So it, it's, it's simple. It's, it's easier to see visually, but you can look it up online. The game is called code names. It's been very, very popular for at least the last five years, I believe four or five years. Uh, so, so check it out. It was, inter- it was one of the first games, uh, that was introduced to me. In fact, it was the first game that was introduced to me by my buddy, Chris, who has co-hosted this podcast many times. Code names was the game that got me into board games. Again, I thought it was great. Um, f- phenomenal game. Anyways, Tim hosts this game live on Twitch. So you can actually watch um, two people, well, four people, 
play against each other. And then Tim, Tim hosts, there's five people you go on Twitch to watch that. Um, the, you can comment and, and chat. So sometimes, you know, if you're just watching it, you can actually help the, the teams find the words that they're looking for. It's fun. It's interactive. I got to be one of the, uh, one of the participants on the show last night and, uh, somebody I've played with many times, Jason Lawrence, my roommate, owner of absolute comedy. Um, Jay is, is regularly, He's not even here. I'm trying to say it loud enough from here. Regularly, Jason is so good at this game. That's why I picked him. Him and I do very well together. We work very well with each other. Um, we did a tech run of it on Friday night to make sure that, you know, everyone's cameras were working, the mics were working, we could all log into the the game online well enough. Everything worked great. And Jay just kind of shit the bed in the tech demo a little bit. I was like, I didn't think much of it. I'm like, oh, maybe just a just an off day. I'll go, well, better he have his off day now than when we play. Holy fuck. This guy sucks now. Jay, like, I'll give you an example. All right. Just an example of the game and a really cool clue Jay gave. So sometimes you end up in the game where you've only got two words left, right? And the, the two words that Jason had were uh, needle and jam. So needle and jam. Well, what one word could you come up with that's going to lead someone to those two words specifically? Very difficult. I don't even remember what the other words were. And I was the other code master. So I can see the two words that Jason needs to, to make a clue for, for his partner. And I go needle and jam. There's no way he's going to be able to like, what, what one's metal and it's a tool. The other one's food and sweet and sticky. I go like, what word word could you do? And he goes space for two, right? Two words. Space is the clue. And I was like, wow, is that ever good? Right? Space needle space jam fucking awesome awesome clue and i've seen him do that many times come up with a really good clue that that leads someone directly to it and it's just uh like you know like let's say i'll give you guys another small example not of jason but like just in general let's say you've got you know there's you know 25 words some of them let's say some of them are covered up by now because the other teams have guessed them whatever but let's say you have um the the words that you need to come up with are like let's say sparrow and uh cockatoo right and you could say animal for two but then you look at the board and you're like oh wait shit the the word kangaroo is there and if i say animal that person's gonna guess kangaroo and kangaroo is the other team's word so i don't want to say animal for two what would be a better what would be a better clue to lead them you go oh birds for two Right. So now you're not going to pick kangaroo. It's not a bird. So that's an idea of how the game works is that, that you look at the words, right. And you go, oh shit. One of the other team's words would fit that clue. I can't give that clue. How can I refine my word or make it more like the other one? So that's the whole idea of code names is that you got to, you got to come up with a, a word that leads them to your word specifically. Okay. Um, anyways, Jason's normally really good at this. He shit the bed last night, game after game after game. Like I would give him good clues. I remember. So at one point we had the word, uh, oasis that I needed him to get. And the name, the, the word bonsai, right? So like a bonsai tree and an oasis. So I'm thinking in my head, I was going to say palm, right? Like I'm thinking palm tree, but then I'm like, he's not going to, first off, he has to be thinking palm tree and not the palm of your hand. Cause the word arm is there. If he thinks palm, he'll think on your hand, your hands on your arm. That's what he's leading me to. And it wasn't, that wasn't our word. So, but I'm looking here and the word rivers there. So I couldn't be like, you know, plant or something. I don't know. He might be thinking river stuff anyways. Also, so I'm just thinking, I just said, you know what? Trees is an easy one. Trees is not going to take you to river, right? There's no trees by the river, but I'm like, bonsai is a tree and uh, 
an, an oasis. What do, you, what do we constantly think of an oasis, right? Person's walking through the desert and they see a little pond and a couple of palm trees. So I'm like, trees, the oasis. Swear to God, first words out of Jason's mouth when he's looking at it, he goes, all right, well, the oasis, oasis doesn't have any trees, so that's not it. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? How do you even see the oasis without the palm trees, right? It, you, what, you, you're going to see a little hole in the ground. Like every oasis is like a couple of palm trees or whatever. Anyways, he, he was guessing stupid and the clues he was giving me were stupid. At one point, um, he gives me the word horse, okay? And I see the word spurs. I'm like, okay, well, you would wear spurs. That's that's in conjunction with horse. And right next to the word spurs is the word Texas. Well, Texas is known for cowboys. And what do cowboys ride? Horses, right? So I'm thinking, okay, spurs and Texas. There was no other words that were even close to it. But then I saw the word trick and I saw the word ring. And I'm like, okay, horse, horses in the ring. Horses, you know, can do tricks. But I'm like, spurs for sure. And, and that ended up being one of our words. Then I go, and let's go Texas cowboys. Texas, not it. I go, okay, Jay, I don't know how you saw that. And, and thought, whatever I go, okay, so it's our next turn. And I'm trying to go back to the horse thing again, to try to get the ones I miss. And I go, well, horses compete in a ring usually is what they call it. So, you know, and same thing with like Kentucky Derby is a ring. It's a track at it loops, right? Those, so it's gotta be ring. I click on ring and ring is the assassin. Now I didn't mention this before, but every game of code names, there is one word where if your team guesses that word, it's the assassin. If you guess the assassin, your team loses immediately. It doesn't matter how many words you got. doesn't matter how far ahead you are. You, it's an instant loss if you kick that word. So stupid face picks the word horse. And what he wanted me to guess was trick. He wanted me to guess trick and spurs with the word horse. Didn't think I would guess Texas. Didn't think I would guess horse ring. Like monkey. What a monkey. And then earlier in the game, he gives me the word strong and he wanted me to guess coffee, which yes, of course, coffee can be strong, but the word arm is also there, like strong arm somebody. The word steel is there, strong as steel. Neither of those were our words. And so Jason says the word strong, and I think, and he wanted me to guess the word bridge, because I even said, oh, bridges are strong, but there's also igloo. I'm like, igloos are strong because it's the same, it's the same engineering method for a bridge, right? The arcs underneath can can sustain more weight than than, you know regular standing pillars, just like an igloo is formed like that. You know, it's round because the bricks all lean on each other and it's stronger that way. So I'm like, well, if bridge, if he's thinking bridge and he didn't look at igloo, I go, okay. So I just go strong and I go strong arm, right? Nope. That wasn't it. That wasn't it. And then, uh, I go, okay, well, strong as steel on my next, like our next turn. We're losing turns. When you guess wrong, you lose your turn. So I, I go, all right, well, next term I go strong as steel. Nope. That wasn't the one. So um, <laughs> you can watch the episode. It's it's on uh, it's on YouTube on Codenames Live, uh, Tim's YouTube channel, uh, and you can also watch these things live. But I had a blast playing. The other guys that we played were, were against were great. They were good dudes. It was a lot of fun. Um, Jason shit the bed, dropped the ball hard. So I would love to play again, but I'm gonna have to pick somebody who knows how to read um <laughs> and can can guess properly when you go oasis you go well there's no trees in an oasis all right this guy's an idiot he doesn't even know what uh what an oasis is now here's the funny thing one guy uh gave the other team one guy gave the other guy the clue appendage and apparently arm was was what he was supposed to guess for appendage uh which makes sense your arm is an appendage and then i think arm and leg were on the same board they were both there words he goes appendage and the guy thought an appendage was a bandage so he's trying to, he's like going, like there was ambulance and there was a doctor or something. He's like, oh, okay, well, bandage, doctor, bandage, you know, and as soon as he picked one of them, it was wrong. So 
gone. It was it was a great game, guys. Codenames Live um, had a blast doing it. I can't wait to do it again. I did post it on the socials. Um, so if you are um, not following us, follow because you'll be aware of, of when I do this next time. I would love to be a part of the show again. I'm really looking forward to uh, to Tim inviting me back. And uh, yeah, and that was that. So good news, Spotify for the most part is uh, rectified. I was back and forth with emails. I was, I was, uh, I was insulting, uh, to the people that were, that were back and forth with me. They were so fucking useless, um, that I was getting frustrated with them. They, they told me my issue was resolved several times. And it wasn't until I started being a bit of a prick saying like, how come my company was able to tell me what was going on the first email and you guys don't even understand your own platform. So allow me to do your job for you and explain to you what my company told me is the issue. And I went in there and I go, so anyways, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go convert my files, go back to sleep, Spotify support team. And then they finally send me an email. It's like, Oh, we're very sorry for misunderstanding. We've escalated it to our tech team again. By the way, this, these are the people who send me an email saying, Oh, the problem should be resolved. Now your episodes are up and running and you know, if you need anything else, like, and I turn around and respond to it, this is where I started to get to become a prick. I was like, oh, great. I was going to just say, hey, thanks for that. Appreciate it. But instead, I'm like, well, let me check first. I check. The episodes are still missing. And I go, hey, how? I go, uh, hey, thanks for being super professional and actually checking your work before you messaged me. Uh, the episodes are not there. Da, 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 da. And I go, and here's what's happening. My team has said that it's this, this, that, and whatever. Go back to sleep, Spotify. Anyways, I, I was, I'm not, I'm actually a little ashamed of myself because I don't like being a prick. But here's the thing after doing that, they responded and they actually pushed it to their tech team and I've, I've brought all my MP3 episodes. All the episodes that are in an MP3 format, um, are there on the, uh, on Spotify now. So, um, the last, at least the last 10 episodes, um, uh, in a row. And then there's, I think 181 is missing and then a few before that. So I need to go back and convert the other ones. Um, I also need to run some of the earlier episodes through Auphonic, uh, to clean them up because a lot of them weren't there. Um, my Auphonic that cleans up this podcast, hopefully they'll clean up some of the background chatter coming from the window there. If that's distracting, I hope it's, I hope it doesn't make it to the final cut for you guys, but, um, I'm, I'm barely noticing it. I wear headphones so I can hear, I can hear what you hear. Um, can we hear that? A little bit of a car go by, but who knows? It might, there might be nothing on your end. Um, Anyways, I run things through Auphonic afterwards and Auphonic, I, I pay a subscription fee and I think I get like nine hours a month of, of audio processing. The issue is with, with lately having these big long episodes and all those bonus interviews and stuff that I had to run through it. Um, uh, way back when I had a few people donate some credits. Uh, so just basically if I ever go over my, my nine hours a month of, of editing, uh, or, or cleaning, I should say processing. Um, I had this bulk pool. Well, with all the bonus episodes and everything like that for the 200th, I burned through almost all of my extra pool. And now in order to completely make the Spotify stuff available to you guys and scrub the older episodes, some of the old interviews and stuff like that. Um, I'm out, I'm out. And, um, I've had a few people as of late saying like, Hey, is there anything I can do to help with the podcast? Do you have a Patreon or somewhere where we can donate or support or anything like that? Um, and I'm always like, no, you know what? Honestly, it's just great. If you listen, well, I will say for the next few episodes, I'm going to just put just until I hit, this is a temporary thing just until I hit, uh, you know, the, uh, getting the old ones scrubbed and everything like that. Um, I'm going to put a link, uh, in the episode description. So it's going to be there where you can click on the, send an email or where you can click on the, 
you know, uh, follow us on Instagram. So they're all there. Again, if you're, if you're one of those people who's like, man, I'd love to send an email, but I'm not going to just, just click. You can literally just click on the thing you're listening to right now. And right in the description will be the link for the email address. You can click on it. It's going to open it up automatically where you can type an email and just say, Hey, blah, 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 blah. Send. Would love that. Contact at one man podcast.com for anyone who's maybe not directly in front of their podcast player or whatever. Um, the same thing with Instagram. You can just click on it. It's immediately going to open Instagram. You just hit follow. Would love it. Would appreciate the follows. Um, in that same area, I'm going to put a link. It's going to just say like Auphonic donation. If you click on that, guys, it'll take you to the Auphonic page and will allow you to donate, you know, five, 10 bucks, uh, which just gives me some, some hours credits that I will use purely for the sake of, of processing the podcast and making it available so that everybody listening on any platform will have access to all the episodes of the podcast at any given time. That's honestly a way that you can support the podcast. Um, that would be great. Alternatively, uh, which it was right now I would prefer anything where your money can turn around into something for you. That makes me happy. Um, but if you guys want to as well, uh, all the products from the one man podcast boxes, I still have a couple left Would love for, uh, for anyone who hasn't picked one up yet to pick one up. That would mean the world to me. Um, that, and I'm, you know, I was gonna say, I'm sick of, I'm sick of these fucking boxes in my room. Uh, there's not many left, but, um, if you want one, that'd be great. I actually do have luckily one of, uh, I have medium, large and extra large t-shirts left. I have one of each. Uh, so if you're, uh, if you're thinking about it, you're on the fence, send me a message. I'll get you one of these boxes. We all I'll have your shirt size, unless you're a small or a double X. I, I can't help you. Um, but, uh, yeah, let me know. Or, or even if you just want, you know, mug or, uh, or a journal or one of the hats or whatever, I've got some, a few, a few extra things. So anything you guys want to do to support, I'm super grateful with, would love, uh, would love you know, would love, always love the support, just, just the interaction, but you guys know me, I'm happy with just an email sometimes. So, um, if you want to help with the podcast, the link to the Auphonic donation is there as soon as I get enough. Okay. I get it. You're texting me on Facebook. Stop with the interruptions, seven notifications here on my phone. Okay. Uh, sorry guys. Just, you know, if you give me 60 seconds, I'd be done the podcast. Um, yeah. I'm doing, um, yeah. So the, the Auphonic donation link will only be in the episodes until I get the, uh, the required amount to finish scrubbing the, the episodes and, and finish the Spotify stuff up. But the vast majority of the episodes are back on Spotify. Uh, I guess this was a squeaky wheel gets the grease situation. Um, and then, yeah, as soon as, as soon as all that stuff is, is done, I will pull the donation button away. Not necessary. Uh, again, so yeah, I'm not looking to, to squeeze you guys for a while, but anybody who wants to help out, the link is right there. It's just a small, tiny little short code uh, link. You just click on it. It'll take you right to the page where you can donate some credits. Uh, uh, many, many thanks. Uh, gracious thank you to anyone who's uh, who helps out in that regard. Um, I will be at Absolute Comedy tonight and tomorrow. So Tuesday and Wednesday. You guys will be there this Wednesday. So you can see me doing a spot at Absolute Comedy. I may be there other days this week. Because of lockdown and uh, the wording of things, we're in a gray area right now with comedy clubs where um, entertainment venues are not allowed to be open. However, restaurants are. And Absolute Comedy is licensed as a, a, a restaurant. They're licensed as a restaurant, not an entertainment venue. So it's one of those things where, like, like on paper we can be open, but if you know bylaw decides they want to come and and take a look or whatever, um, that's you know they may say, "Well, this is different." But it's but it's li like what it's licensed as is legal to be open. Um, but if somebody wants to be difficult or whatever. You know, like there's other places like uh, a place that Jason likes to go, uh, Golfamax in Ottawa. Um, it's like indoor golf simulator or whatever. Uh, they're licensed as an entertainment venue. So even though they got a liquor license, they're an entertainment venue and they are only allowed to have 10 people in at a time. Um, so it's, it's just different rules. It's weird stuff. So you will see me if you, I mean, at this point that you're listening to it, you missed your chance to see me tonight because 
that's already in the past, but I will be there Wednesday evening, barring any, any shutdowns. And then of course the rest of the week, I'm going to try to get some spots, but we are uncertain, uh, you know, uh, if it's going to be open or not. So come see comedy while you can guys, you never know. It's, it's up and down these days up and down. Um, having said that, I hope you guys have a great week. Uh, don't watch justice league or watch it and then bitch later. I don't know, whatever it is. Uh, tell me what you're watching. Tell me what you're doing. I'm going to try to get back out. I'm going to work on this vision board. I'm going to play some Skyrim. Um, and I'm going to just be positive, man. I'm having a great time. Uh, I, you know, hanging with friends, doing these game shows online, uh, eating peanut butter, jelly sandwiches, guys, what a magical time to be alive. I hope you're doing great. Uh, despite the fact that there's so much uncertainty, I want you to know that I'm doing great. I got you guys, your your messages, your love, all this fun stuff. Man, I, I'm grinning ear to ear. So, you know, even when I'm bitching about movies, I'm still having fun. So uh, you guys have a great week. I hope to see a few of you at some shows. The rest of you, I look forward to talking to you again soon.